power. Thank God for power. Can you tell your neighbor, thank God for power? Thank God for power. The Bible says Jesus got up with all power, but he didn't keep all the power. All the power was his. He was the one who lived perfect. He was the one who was persecuted. He was the one who was beaten. He was the one who hung. He was the one who died. And he was the one who got up, but he didn't keep all the power. That's why the Bible says we're more than conquerors. You're a conqueror because you win. You're more than a conqueror when someone wins it for you. And so he got up with all the power, but he didn't keep all the power. So you and I, once we've accepted Jesus as our personal savior, we have everything we need to live a powerful life. I, I know that that messes with a lot of our religion because we built religion based off fear that if we don't make people feel worthless, if we don't make people feel like they can only, only the prophet can speak, only the pastor got a word, if you don't make people feel that way, then you go, well, how do you get them to come to church? If you teach them that they're victorious, they want to come to church to praise them for the spoils. So when you're having trouble getting to church, it's because you don't recognize you have spoils. There's a scripture in Isaiah, it says, um, and I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Well, I was doing a little research on that, and I learned something that I didn't know. Maybe you'll learn something you didn't know. The reason that his train was so long is because it was customary when a king defeated another king, he took his robe. So his train filled the temple because every king that stood in front of him, he had snatched the robe and attached it to his. So, so you see the robe, but I submit to you that the robe has writing on it. You're wondering if you can be healed. It says, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, and on his robe was written healing. And on his robe was written freedom. And on his robe was written deliverance. And on his robe was written abundance. And on his robe was written fill in the blank, whatever is missing in your life. How can you say that? Because I went over in the New Testament and I read that there is a name that is above every other name. I got diagnosed with something. They don't know the name of it. Don't matter. There is a name above Every other name. The psychologist, psychiatrist diagnosed me. They told me I got a mental health disorder and they called it X. But there is a name that is above every name. The biggest struggle for the body of Christ is that you're trying to get what you've already been given. You're trying to get healing. You're trying to get free. You're trying to get wisdom. 
But the Bible says Christ in us is the hope of glory, which means that when I get saved, that I have access to everything that makes God God, which means that what used to dominate me should not be dominating me anymore. And we are too comfortable being dominated. We are too comfortable pretending that we are weak pretending that we aren't capable, pretending we don't have the power to change our mind, to change our life. We have it because he gave it to us. Thank God for power. Let's look at John 1 and 12. John 1 and 12. John 1 and 12. Say, I got the power. You know, and, and here's the problem. If you just encounter God in church and when the music is good, you know, and you get them little tinglies. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, listen, we had to go to uh, my aunt's funeral, and um, my family was laughing at me, but my grandma made me go to church all the time. Babe, I can do any church service you can do. Any however you bring it, I can do it. You want a Kojic shout? I can shout till you fall out. You want a Baptist bop march in? Can do that too. You want three-part harmony, hold a car, dun, 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 do that too. You want to sit silently and reverence in the presence of the Lord? I can do that too because I can find him anywhere. I can also find him in Walmart. I can find him in the club. I can find him anywhere I am because I brought him with me. And the reason that some of you struggle so is because you only know how to find them in the tingling of the music. Which is why you get salty when they don't sing your kind of music. Which is why a song like with that kind of beat be like, God ain't in that. Can I tell you something about generations? This is, this is the most fascinating thing about generations. Every generation has to fight for freedom. And then they turn around and oppress the next generation. You can go back and you can track music in the black church. Negro hymnals, Negro spirituals, Mahalia Jackson, quartets, mass choir about the same time. Kirk Franklin comes out, they go, well, this, this got to be, this is, this got to be the devil. Gospel rap comes out, this got to be the devil. Let me, can I, can I, I, I I'd like to just challenge you a little bit because I'm trying to talk to you about your power. If you know the sum total of who God is, then you are actually the God that you're consulting. If you, if I know the sum total of who, I know everything God will do and don't do. I know every way God will move and won't move. No, 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 no. I have become a God. And basically what I said is holy and righteous is what's comfortable to me. And then when it's not, then I say it ain't God. Listen, God is too big. Say too big. Too big. He's way too big to be limited by our fears and our religiosity. And in fact, I'd like to submit to some of you that God will offend your mind to free your life. He will offend your mind. Because the Bible says to begin with, your thoughts aren't like his thoughts. My thoughts aren't like his thoughts. To begin with, we're not even on the same plane. He says, so I'm going to come and I'm going to elevate you and make you think like me. So in order to do that, I got to offend some of the stuff that you think. Who grew up in a church where you weren't ever supposed to wear pants? 
Guess what? She wear pants every day now. She's still saved. Who grew up or heard about people who weren't supposed to cut their hair, women who weren't supposed to cut their hair? I cut my hair, he still talked. He, he cut, I cut my hair, he still talks. What we try to do is we try to fix all of this exterior without fixing the interior. And that is why, does anybody ever remember saying this? Sister so-and-so go to church, but she's so mean. What, what she mean because she know how to do church, she don't know how to be church. And some of you are so tied to how you do church, you ain't become church. Let's, okay, it says, but as many as received him, to them he gave what? I, what? What? To as many as received them, to him, to them he gave to do what? What? Even to who? Anybody in here believe on his name? Then you've been made a son and you have power. But if you have power and you don't use your power, then you live like you don't have power. Because you're waiting on someone externally to touch you and to tell you that you got the right to have what has already freely been given to you. I was thinking about this. When I was a little girl, look kid, probably six, seven years old, I tried to come up. I went to a church where they put out one chair at a time for people to get saved. So I tried to come up to get saved. And they told me I wasn't old enough to get saved. As I walked out the door, my friends was like, what you go do? I was like, they don't own Jesus. I'm saved. I, while they were sending me back, I was like, I done prayed this prayer of salvation. You can't keep me from being saved. When I was a little kid, they told me I couldn't take communion. So I would give my sister communion using bath suds and a scope top. Because what I understood even as a seven-year-old is that it didn't matter what the bread actually was. It didn't matter what the actual wine was. What mattered is that I believed in both the bread and the wine. When I got called to preach, they told me I couldn't preach because I was a woman. But yet I'm here preaching. You ain't never had to ask nobody externally for permission to be who God made you to be. While you still debating, I'm being. I got people who still debating whether I'm called or not. While they debating, I'm being. I got people who debating whether healing is real or not. While you debating, I got two kids that's been healed. While you're debating, while you're justifying, I've been on. While you're trying to give me permission, I took permission because he gave me power. Hear me. I'm not talking about being rebellious. Because everybody needs some wise counsel. I'm saying this. That if you read in this Bible that something belongs to you, I got a right to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then somebody says, you ain't got the right to be filled with the Holy Spirit because you still cuss. Did it say you couldn't be filled with the Holy Spirit if you still cuss? No, you don't want to say that. Because what you have been conditioned to do is to pretend that your keeping of the rules makes you superior. Everybody like to feel like, 
I'm a little bit better than her. It's why when things go bad, people say things like this. But I served you all my life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did it say that because you served him? It said, but you get it because you believe. This is one of my favorite things that happens in churches. And we go, we're not going to be here long. But it's one of my favorite things that happen in churches. It'll be with single women. And y'all out here reading all the books on how to get a man. Y'all rearranging y'all house. Right, you right. You, you, you trying to be a Victoria's Secret model and Martha Stewart. And you go bring home all the bacon and fry it up. And you got a garden in the back. And you know how to make your own butter and all of that. And you still by yourself. And it never fails. Somebody will come in who you would think was a thought. And they won't be in the church serving the Lord 45 good days. And they'll be done got them a man. And then you'll sit back and go, she don't even know how to dress, but she know how to receive. <laughs> but she know how to receive. <laughs> but she know how to receive. She may not know your protocol, but it looked like she know who to call, Jesus. And so while you was trying to check off the boxes and pretending like you had it together, she was just like, I'm God. Could you hook me up with one of them there good men? Could you hook me up with one of them there good men? Let me get one of them up off of you, Lord. And the longer you in church, the dumber stuff you pray. I want somebody like pastor. You better ask the other pastor how pastor was before. I want a man who can pray long as pastor. That was a journey. We didn't just show up like that. Did you ask about the valley of the shadow of the death that they walked through? <laughs> so I have power to become a son. Second Peter 1. Shout, I got the power. You know, people find this really offensive. They'll be like, you know, you can't dismiss depression. I'm not dismissing depression. I'm saying there's something higher. I'm not, I'm not ever dismissing what the doctor said, what the bank said, what the employer said. What I'm saying is there's something higher. And I'm saying that whichever one you choose to live by, that's the one you get the fruit from. So if you believe the doctor, you get the doctor's fruit. And if you believe the Lord, you get the Lord's fruit. My whole life is a complete testimony of things they said shouldn't be possible. My whole life. I got testimony after testimony after testimony of things they said, but how could they know they aren't God? So why do you keep allowing people, even yourself, to talk you out of what God already said about you. God said you're healed, but you keep paying attention to your body. 
But my body hurts, I know. But here's the problem. When you focus on the pain, you don't ask God what you should do. Let's go to 2 Peter 1 and 3. Y'all all right? Shout, I got the power. Tell your neighbor, say, stop sleeping on yourself. Jesus made you way more powerful than you're ready to admit. No, no, I, I want you to say that again. I felt something when that guy stared up. Listen, you need to say it to yourself. Say, self, quit sleeping on yourself. Because Jesus made you way more powerful than you're ready to admit. Somebody ought to praise him for that. Let me help you praise him for those of you who are stuck. Because that means that for those of you who are sitting in a situation that you think there's no way out of, I would submit to you that the reason you cannot find a way out is because you keep looking outside for the way out instead of looking inside where he dwells. So then you ask this expert and that expert and that expert, but you forgot the expert of the expert of the expert. And I believe that we're in an important time in the body of Christ because people think the church is dying. It's not. It's the end of an age. And at the end of an age, something else is reborn. And language changes. And music changes. And how we move changes. And I was saying to my friend the other day, my pastor friend, I said one of the biggest challenges for a lot of leaders in church is that they think they are Joshua's and Caleb's, but they actually Pharisees and Sadducees. You think you leading the pack and you were leading the pack until what you was leading became the rule. And so now you're not leading the pack. So when somebody gets in front of you running, now you want to say they got a devil. But the truth is, is that you focused on what God said. So you missed what God is saying. Oh, oh, yes. I, listen, I know. I'm, I'm glad. I, I really do know my Bible, so I'm glad I can respond to all of your internal arguments. Here we go. So somebody says, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is, but God's instructions changes. Let me improve it to you. God says to Abram, he says, take your son to the hill, and I want you to sacrifice him. He gets his son and he walks a grown man up a hill and lays him down. When he lays him down and gets ready to cut his throat, the Lord says, don't cut him. There's a ram in the bush. If Abraham had stayed focused on what he said, he would have missed what he was saying. Some of you still talking about what he said. What I'm interested in is what he's saying. Somebody said, how could God do that? He's God, ask him. Don't ask other people. Ask him. Why you move like that? I was talking to a young lady who has gone through the AA program, and she said something I thought was so powerful. She said that they are taught in the AA program that prayer is when you talk, but meditation is when you listen. And what I would submit about most people, which is why Jesus said to them, man, can y'all stop with all that old vain repetition? 
Because you keep saying it because you didn't think I heard you. You keep saying it because you think if you pray long enough, if you do enough, if you jump through enough hoops, you're like, is this pastor preaching this on Easter? I am. Because I want you to do what you do for the Lord. I want you to serve the Lord. I want you to live your best life. Not because you're afraid that somebody's always going to snatch salvation from you and do some kind of doom and damage to you. I just want you to be, man, that's just who I am. I rock with the Lord because that's just what I do. What else would I do? A couple of weeks ago, it was Black Alumni Weekend. I went. Every other year, I had to put a disclaimer out, like, hey, I'm a pastor, but I'm going to black alumni, and I'm going to dance, and I'm not going to drink, but that's just because I don't drink. But if you're drinking, you probably shouldn't judge me drinking. You should just drink your drink and go on, but I'm not drinking. <laughs> so my little cousin was up here, and he asked me to come into this party of people his age. He's 17 years younger than me. Y'all can tell already this is going to be a bad idea. But he was like, you never spend any time with me. So I was like, okay, I'll go in. I'll go in. So I go into the party. And when I walk in, I'm like, mm, these ain't my people. That's not my tribe. But I need to speak to him so I can get the selfie so I can throw back in the space that I actually came into the party because I don't want to hear it later, right? And we're over there talking and we taking a selfie because I'm just trying to show you what's really in you comes out of you. We're taking a selfie, and these two people get into a fight. I just start praying in tongues. In the name of Jesus, ain't going to be no fight, and I'm about to get up out of here. Yep, 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 yep. Because what's in you comes out of you. So the reason that you worry when ain't enough money is because worry's in you. The reason that you cuss people out is because cuss is what's in you, and you can't will it out. You got to meditate on who you are in him until you become something else. The interesting dynamic of being a believer is that we look at Jesus both to exalt him but to see our potential. So it's this really cool thing where it's like, oh, Jesus, you're so dope. Oh, I could do that too. Oh, Jesus, you lay hands on the sick and they got healed. Oh, me too. So there's this really interesting dynamic where you're exalting him, but you're recognizing that you are just like him. Now, some of you about to get real tight. I didn't say you were God. I said you were like God. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So if your old creature was humanity, what's your new creature? So I'm like, I ain't never coming back to this church. Let me tell you something. Years ago, I went to my husband Cody church. I said, if you let me out this church, I ain't never coming back. I spent a year there getting the best training of my life. Because typically, what offends you is an opportunity to grow you. 2 Peter 1.3, it says, according to his divine power, hath, that's just an Old Testament word for hath, meaning past tense. So, according to his divine power, has given us what? How many things? All things. Given us how many things? things. Given us how many things? things? I want you to look at your neighbor, look him in the eyes, say, say, if he's given you all things, 
Why do you settle for so much lack? Listen, I told y'all I've spent a lot of times in a lot of good denominations. I could Baptist preach y'all. I could Kojic shout y'all. I could word of faith walk y'all through the text. I could do whatever it is you want to do. But what I want to do is to get you to think about yourself differently. Because Jesus has been Jesus since he's been Jesus. We're trying to get you to wake up to who you are. He been Jesus. He, 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 been, he been Jesus. I'm just trying to get you to consider that there is more to you than meets the eye. What little I mean, cartoon used to say that? Transform us. So oh, let, let, let's work it then. Transform us, divinity in disguise. Something on the inside of you. On the inside of you. That if don't nobody never lay hands on you. If don't nobody never prophesy to you. If don't nobody never tell you that you're worth it. If don't nobody never tell you that you're valuable. Divinity in disguise. I know you judge me and you think I look like my mama and my daddy. But if you look a little closer, I actually look like my daddy. I'm just like him. And life starts to be a little different when you know who you are. Life's a little different when you know who you are. When you're doing all that crying and all that stuff, you don't know who you are. The Bible did not say when you have a problem, lay on the floor and cry about it. The Bible said when you have a problem, starts talking to it. Not, oh my God, this is so big. I don't know how we're going to make it. I don't even know why I'm still here. I should just quit. It should never work. Oh, she's making fun of me. No, I'm making fun of the false you because that ain't the real you. Because the real you would be like, this looks like an opportunity for some divinity. What's on the inside of me? Wake up. He got up. Could you wake up? No, no, no. He got up. He got up. I know, I know. Let me walk you through it. And he died. All night Friday. And then he died all day Saturday. But they went to the grave and they found out that earlier that's how you want to have church? We can have it however you want to have it but when you get through can you get up too? Can you get up too? You need an early to feel like it's Easter this morning. Great. Early. That's what you need to be free. All right. Early. Sunday morning. Because I am a scholar, I must parenthetically insert that that's not actually three days and three nights. So the whole thing that shouts you ain't even sound doctrine but if you need her early so you can get up turn and tell your neighbor say well he got up it's your turn now right now we could cue them 
we go ahead and do a little footwork. Problem is, you still don't know how to get up tomorrow. So go ahead and sit back down. Let's figure out how to get up tomorrow. Because you can't be in your job when your boss talking crazy, talking about, Early! you can't do that. You're going to get fired. They're going to fire you. You can't do that. And I love Jesus with all my heart, but when I'm in professional places and people do that, I'm like, you don't know the power in you, huh? You thought you just had to holler out like that? Somebody like, man, this chick is crazy. No, this chick getting her mind regulated. Second Peter, it says, according as his divine power, he has given us. Say, I already got it. So I want you to make a list in your mind, on your piece of paper, in your phone, of some things that you thought you needed. Some things you thought you needed. And then I want you to circle it, make a mark through it and go, I already got it. Go ahead, write it down. I was saying to my friend the other day that I believe that one of the greatest tragedies of modern day, modern day prophets is that we would rather tell somebody that somebody's going to bring them some money instead of waking them up to the wealth that's already in them. So then you spend your whole life waiting on somebody else to bail you out. You know, in education, I went to school when they used to divide the reading group up, right? So if you was a high reader, you got up here, and if you was a low reader, all that. But one of the things that I noticed is that a good teacher always made the low readers feel like they could read as good as the high readers. And what you would see in every class is that people who started at the bottom would begin to make progress. Well, if everything we preach to you is about how broken and bound you are, how worthless you are, how ineffective you are, how much sin you have in you, what's to rise to? But if we tell you, you're created in the image of the Most High God. You have purpose and destiny on the inside of you. You have supernatural power residing on the inside of you. When you lay hands on the sick, they recover. You don't need me to come. When you lay hands on the sick, they recover. The Bible didn't say, if you lay, Jesus didn't say, lay hands, call the pastors to lay hands. I know that Timothy said, call for the elders. But before Timothy said, call anybody, Jesus said, you use your hands, you lay hands on the sick and transfer the power that's already on the inside to you because the power that raised you will raise them. But in order to do that, you got to stop looking at yourself. I'm so this. What's your soul's? I'm so young. I'm so old. I've been so wounded. You are more powerful than you know. And if you just stopped and thought about it from an intellectual standpoint, it is no surprise to us that Kiki Sheard can sing. Because her DNA is full of singers. It's no surprise to us if Blue Ivy rap and sing. It won't be any surprise to us 
because it's in the DNA. The Bible says you are created in his image. What's in your DNA? We expect, listen, when Chase ran up there and he started talking, and people was like, what's happening? Think about this. If you know me, most of the time, most of the time when my kids do anything in church, I cry. I never cried. When I was carrying him, the Lord told me that boy would do that right there. When I saw him do it, this is what, I don't talk to him about being a preacher because I don't have to talk to him about what he already is. I just cultivate, we just pour in, and then at some point, what's in him? So if you would just hear enough, you already a champion. You already got the victory. You already an overcomer. You already healed. You ain't got no mind issues. You got the mind of Christ. Now, somebody's like, listen, this, this, this is why I love this journey the Lord has taken me on because I know you got to deal with the spiritual people and the intellectuals, okay? So, the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, right? But then the Bible tells us in Romans 12, we got to renew our mind. Tell your neighbor, say you got to renew your mind. Then Proverbs 23 tells us as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So, if you're born again, there's something supernatural laying dormant in you. But if you don't know who you are, it just keeps laying dormant. It's in there. If you watch almost any superhero movie, there are moments of discovery. My favorite one is Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is trying to figure out, if you watch the good one, he's trying to figure out because he really still Spider-Boy. So he's trying to figure out how far the web goes. His web get tangled. He get excited. He start going real fast. He slide down the skyscraper, end up on the ground. He look at it. He test it out. If you don't know who you are, you'll never test your potential. You'll never test your potential. And so then what you live your life is based on what somebody else told you you could be. But how somebody else know what you could be? Even your mama. Your mama didn't make you. She just carried you. That's why I asked God who my kids are because I didn't make them. I didn't make them. I just carried them. Some of you are like, I can't find my purpose. Because you don't find it, it's revealed. And if you want to reveal faster, you got to hang out with the one who made you. Y'all getting anything out of this? <sighs> so he's given us everything that pertains to life. Tell your neighbor, say, God knows, God knows that you live here, you live here in, earth, in earth and you need, and you need stuff for life. But it says he's giving you all things that pertain to life. Let's break, because and is a, conjun a conjunction. It means it ties two things together. So let's not pull them together. Let's deal with them individually. God knows that you need stuff for life. Yeah. Say that. Say, God already knows. God already knows. I, need I need stuff for life. Could, could y'all just bear with me? We only got 10 minutes. Could you just tell your neighbor, say, say God ain't crazy. He know all the stuff you already have when he invites you to do the next thing. 
you like, why didn't God tell me this earlier? Before I had three kids, college students like, why don't God wait till I get out of college? God already know exactly where you are. He already knows exactly what you have, and he's already giving you all things. And the reason we struggle to find the all things is because we're always looking outward. We always looking outward. But the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So here is the intellectual part. So what we've learned from science what we've learned from neuroscience, neuroplasticity, quantum physics, and psychology is this, is that on an average day, people think about 70,000 thoughts. 90% of those thoughts are a rehearsal from something from the past. Research now tells us that 50% of the stories that we tell to people about what happened are lies. They didn't actually happen that way. Two reasons. One, if you talk about something that happened to you when you were six, when you're 36, your brain has expanded. Your frontal lobe has expanded. I'll give you a story out of my tongue. When I was a little kid, probably about three or four, they talked about a man who had to be put in a balloon. I'm a kid. All I got is hot air balloon. So... There are these adults having this conversation. This man is in the balloon. He can't be around anybody else. Everybody has to be sterilized in order to be with him, right? Cool. This somewhere becomes buried in my subconscious. In my mind, I see a hot air balloon because you always build knowledge based off what you already know. I'm, at the time, I'm three or four. I haven't been to a hospital. I haven't seen somebody in isolation. So all I got is a hot air balloon. Fast forward. I'm 22. I'm dating Edwin. And I'm talking to Edwin about this man who had to live in a hot air balloon. He says, the man lived in a hot air balloon. He said, how did he get food? Because now, my 22-year-old mind got to make logic out of it. So I say, well, they send up food to him every day. How else? He like, how does he use the bathroom? I'm like, ain't nobody up there but him, however he want to. Because I'm telling a story later, so now I got to fill in the gaps. This dude said to me, he said, babe, I love you. And you got the best imagination in the world. He said, but let me tell you what happened to that man. So he explains how they put him in isolation and all of that stuff. And I'm like, why didn't they just say that? They probably did, but I didn't have capacity to build a bridge to there. I now understand why my grandmother would say, keep on living. Because what you think you know at 18 at 38, you got a whole lot more neural pathways, a whole lot more bridges that you built. When you 18, everything is black and white. By the time you are 38, it's shades of gray and purple, and some of it ain't got no color at all. Some of it is pink with some purple dots on it. Some of you like, I don't even know what color to call this. Because when you're young... You don't have any capacity. Yeah. 
Some of you been in church for 30 years, but you still young and you don't have no capacity. This is what Galatians says about that. Oh, godliness. That just means you can live right. That means if you want to live right, that means he'll keep her if you want to be kept. And if you mess around and get to singing some worship songs, he'll keep it when you don't want to be kept because he'll start blocking stuff out. Because, you know, when you were singing up there talking about, you know, oceans, take me places, he's like, bam, thank you. I appreciate that agreement. Thanks for coming into agreement with heaven. And now you try to date Joe, and then he's like, uh-uh, Joe just got a job, moved to Virginia. Joe gone. Why? Because Joe ain't part of this plan. And you said to me, take you places where your faith wouldn't fail. But then you miss Mike because you keep looking for Joe. All right, so, and you miss the new job because you keep looking for the old job, and you miss the new opportunity because you keep thinking about how you failed, and you miss the new healing because you keep talking about who died. Can I just parenthetically, I want to help y'all. If somebody tell y'all they sick with something, now is not the time to tell them all the people you know who didn't make it. That ain't what people need right then. That is not what people need. You need to learn, if you, if you ain't got a testimony of who made it, I don't even say this in my family, but I'm going to say it today. Prophetic word. Shut up. If you can't help people when they're needing hope, if, I'm not, if you can't be hope, be quiet. If some kid is trying to tell you about some dream they got to accomplish something, have you not lived long enough to see things happen that you never thought could happen? Why you got to be the one? This truth, my kids tell me they can be almost anything. I'll be like, girl, you could do that. Because you know what? If they not going to do it, it ain't going to be because I killed the dream. And some of you, you're stuck because somebody killed your dream. And you're like, well, I couldn't be there because my mama. No, you couldn't be there because you believe your mama. And now that you're out your mama's house, you're still living by what your mama said. Except there are all these other things your mama told you that you don't live by. So your mama told you that you couldn't be a nurse. Your mama also told you not to drink, un- to be an underage drinker. But you was an underage drinker, but you didn't become a nurse. Come on, guys. This ain't about what your mama told you. This is about which thing you chose to believe. Your mama told you not to get on the road and drive late at night, not to go up in that club, not to get that fake ID, not to do all that stuff. You did all of that stuff, but you can't start a business because your mama said you can't start a business. You can't buy a house. You can't be happily married. You're just choosing which one of your mama's stuff to believe. Let's look at Galatians 4, and this is our last scripture. I'm just trying to help us, child. I'm trying to help us. Because let me tell you what I'm so tired of from the bottom of my heart. I am so tired of watching people who love Jesus live like they don't know him. And I ain't talking about whether you drinking. I'm talking about you broke, you sick in your body, you tormented in your mind. And when somebody try to speak truth to you, you go, I'm just keeping it real. No, you're just keeping it bondage. Because you either get to agree with God or you get to agree with what's happening. You can never do both. Let's look at Galatians 4. Shout, I'm shifting. shifting. Shout, I'm getting up. up. Let's look at Galatians 4, verse 1. The Bible says, we we looked at Scripture, it says that we're sons of God. That means we're heirs. That means we have a right to an inheritance. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, 
differeth nothing from a servant, even though he be Lord over all. That's for you. It says, though God made you just like Jesus and made you Lord over all, you live like you a servant because you still act like a child. Next verse. But he's under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the Father. Keep going. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the, I love that word, under the elements of the world. He says, so when you get saved and you're still a child, stuff will happen with your money and you're in bondage to it. Stuff will happen in your relationships and you're in bondage to it. He says, even though you got lordship over it, you live in bondage to it. Tell your neighbor, say, get out of bondage. Next verse. But when the fullness of time was come, was, past, 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 already come, already done. Why we in here celebrating today? Why we in here jumping up and down? Why them little kids out there hunting Easter eggs? And yes, we know that Easter eggs don't have anything with Jesus, but we like to have fun. I was talking to this man the other day, and he was talking about, we just need to get rid of Easter. I said, don't you get rid of them chocolate bunnies while you attacking Easter, because they the best things about Easter. While you run around here hating, we like them Easter bunnies. We know Jesus ain't the one delivering in no Easter bunny. We ain't crazy. But we like them chocolate bunnies. Stay off the seasonal aisle. Leave us alone. Said, but when the fullness of time was come, God did what? Read it with me. Come on, come back. We almost done. Come back. God did what? God did what? Is he sending him or has he already been sent? Made of a woman, made under law. Next verse. To do what? Do what? So it says, before you were ever born, even though you were born into sin, there was already a plan to bring you into your new birth where you got adoption. We have an adopted kid, so I'm going to tell you something about adoption. You, do, you may not know if you don't have an adopted kid. If you have an adopted kid and natural kids, you can disinherit your natural kids. But you cannot disinherit... But the one you adopted, the one you sealed, the Bible says you've been sealed. The Bible says that you have been grafted in. The Bible says that every promise that belongs to Abraham became yours through Christ. Created in his image with authority and dominion and power. Stop letting life Beat you up. Take your place. Take your place. The Bible says the whole earth is groaning because the sons of God, he's waiting for manifestation. Will the sons of God stand up? 
I ain't got a clue. Some of you may be standing there, you like, I ain't got a clue how to take dominion. Good. Because you know when you mess up most, when you think you know? You mess up the most when you think you know. So you just go, God, I don't know how to pray for the sick. What you want me to do? Then you do what he tell you to do. God, I don't know how to get out of debt. What do I do? Then you do what he says. God, I don't know how to stop these migraines. God, I know what I see. But I'm willing to see something else. No, no. God, I know what I see. I, I can see the limitations. I'm not crazy. I can see what the doctor said. I can see the credit report. I see what's in my account. But I'm willing to see something else. You want to honor God? You want to live a life that honors God? Let him show you something else. Let him show you something else. Let him show you you heal. Let him show you that you aren't broken. Let him show you that you aren't rejected. Let him show you that you aren't nothing. Let him show you that you're not stupid. You're not what they said about you. You're not what they did to you. You're not what they did to you. Could I let you in on a little secret? Nobody but God has actually even touched the real you. Everything that's been touched is your soul, which can be changed. But nobody but God has ever touched the real you. The real you ain't broken. If you're struggling with brokenness this morning, whatever your brokenness it is, I want you to hear me. If you're struggling with brokenness and you are ready to make a decision to leave your story behind. What's the story? Well, you know my daddy did. Well, you know my teacher. Well, you know I got pregnant when I was in high school. Well, you know my boyfriend broke my heart. Well, you know they do this to me because I'm a woman. Well, you know they cut me out because I'm black. Well, you know it ain't nothing tougher than being a black man. You know ain't nothing tougher than being a white man who everybody think is secretly a racist. If you're willing to let go of your story this morning, because freedom comes with the story. That's what Jesus said to the two blind men. He said, do you want to be blind or do you want to see? He says, if you want to see, change the story. I want you to begin to speak over yourself because I ain't going to be at home with you. Everything you've said negative about yourself, say the opposite. Say what God says. I'm loved. I'm accepted. I'm free. I'm abundantly supplied. My life matters. Yeah, I felt that real strong. My life matters. 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 I want you to understand this. The truth of it is, we're going to pray for people who struggle with suicide ideation. That means you rehearse thoughts of suicide. 
but I need you to understand if you're not willing to break up with the story and use the language I'm telling you because the research tells us that it takes, unless you have spontaneous remission, it takes about six weeks to reprogram your brain. So if you need to take your phone out to record what I'm saying so you can remember to say it, maybe you can't even hear your own voice yet. You just need to hear mine. If so take it out, record. So when those thoughts that you aren't enough, when those thoughts that you can't make it, when those thoughts come, and I'm going to give you a confession and I'm going to tell you who you really are, and you need to engage with that every single day so you can become who you really are. Wake up. Wake up. So we want to agree with you, but here's the thing. I don't mind agreeing with nobody for anything that the word of God says. But I need you to understand that when you leave here, the programming of your mind becomes your responsibility. Yes, I heard this by the Holy Ghost. Some of you um, who struggle with suicide, you don't have to raise your hand, it's cool. You hang with other people who struggle with suicide. And your environment is always working on you. You read stories of suicide. Get that mess off your phone. Get it off of your computer. And begin to find images. Yeah, this is instruction from the Holy Ghost. Begin to find images that say life to you. So go to Pinterest, think about something, find images, put a screenshot, something that says life, whatever is life to you. If it's the beach, if it's the mountains, if, if, if it's a spa day, whatever says life, whatever says if I was living my best life, this would be in my life and collect you images. And when those thoughts begin to come up, when the devil begins to rear his head in your thoughts and tell you that you ain't nothing and you should quit and you should give up, I want you to pull out your phone because I know you always got your your phone and I want you to start reminding yourself that you will live alright so I'm going to give you some confessions that all believers need to be saying they're biblical this is for the people who need to record I am enough I don't just want you to say it. I want you to let yourself feel it. I am enough. I am loved. Feel it. Some of you are like, I want her to get on to the, on, the next thing. Nope, because there's somebody in here whose life is hanging in the balance. I am enough. I am loved. I am whole. You feel that exhale on whole? Like you can see it. You can see it breaking off of people right now. Listen, whether you so if you don't struggle with suicide, depression into your life, here's what I need for you. All of the energy and love you have for life. I need you staring it up in this room right now. All of the zest and the energy that you have for life. I need you to give me your energy. Everybody knows you can feel energy. Every bit, those of you who full of life, walk the aisles. Just let the life out. I am enough. 
I am enough. Feel it. I am enough. I am whole. I am whole. I am free. Come on and take your freedom. I am free. I am free. I am free. Listen, all we're doing, you're like, why would you do this? Because God loves you so much. And he don't care nothing about no Easter dresses and no Easter dinner. If that's going to interfere with you receiving Easter resurrection freedom. And you may be thinking here today, I don't understand why this is necessary. In the words of my grandmama, keep living and it might be you that need somebody to give all your energy and all of your happiness and all of your joy because you know how to replenish it and you know where it comes from. I am beautiful. Come on, say it. And if you're struggling to say it, do me a favor. Can y'all help me out just a little bit? Can you close your eyes? Close your eyes. We don't want to embarrass anybody. Can you close your eyes? I need people to say I am beautiful and when we're going to say I'm whole. And if you're struggling to say that, could you just lift your hand up? I'll send somebody to come and stand by you. They'll, they'll help you say it. I am beautiful. Keep your eyes closed. Keep your eyes closed. If you're struggling, I saw a hand go up. If you're struggling to say that I am beautiful, I am whole, I am free, let yourself feel it. Let the truth of the word of God wash away the lies that they said that you said. Ooh, this will be good. I am not my mistakes. I am not my mistakes. I am not my past. Can, can, could you come on? I'm not my, I'm not my past. I'm not my mistakes. I've been saying to Kristen and Mika for weeks, I'm telling you, you're, you're stronger than you think you are. The reason that the enemy is wearing you out is that he gets you to look at yourself in a different way than you really are. You are stronger than you know because you're created in the image of Abba, 